0: Some of the most famous studies into the risks associated with video games have studied playing games under laboratory conditions in order to observe a number of markers for aggression or violence. From reports of these studies, the popular media has inferred that video games cause violence in society. The most famous example of this were the two boys, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who were allegedly inspired to massacre their classmates at Columbine High School After playing the video game Doom, could it be that allowing kids and young adults to play violent games increases the amount of violence in society? I spoke with Mike Ward, who is an Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Texas at Arlington. I asked him to explain what, if anything, was wrong with this line of reasoning.
1: These are the psychological studies in the laboratory. They do a great job of of linking causal studies, because in a laboratory you can do that sort of thing. The problem is, is taking it outside of the laboratory, in particular what we're worried about is that when you have a subject that's treated with video games and a subject that's control, well the control is twiddling his thumbs. And in real life they'd go off and do something more entertaining, which could lead to criminal
0: activities. So what you're saying is a lot of these lab studies have a methodological flaw, which is that if you basically put somebody in a room with nothing to do for 20 minutes, then, yeah, they're going to feel less aggressive compared to someone who's been playing Grand Theft Auto. I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as a flaw, but it is
1: difficult to extend this to a real-world example. And I don't think that they actually have them sitting in the room doing nothing. They usually play One plays a violent game, one plays a non-violent game. Uh, and so the, and they check the, the markers for aggression from that. If there's a demand for the violence in the video game, uh, then making somebody play a game that's less attractive, they're probably going to stop playing sooner
0: and go off and do something else. Was there any kind of psychological model or, or basis for this traditional understanding of how games affect kids and young adults? There's an idea, isn't there, that playing a game which features violence can turn you into a violent person, I'm not a psychologist, but one of the things I do understand is that there's this desensitization
1: theory that is very well documented. Common therapy is based on this for for things like fears of claustrophobia and agoraphobia. And the idea is to desensitize you through a process that involves having to take incrementally greater steps to
0: overcome your fear. So I get this idea that repeated exposure to fictional death, for example by watching medical dramas, might make somebody less horrified if they were to encounter a real corpse. Isn't it a step too far to assume that desensitisation would cause a huge change in behaviour, for example turning a peaceful person into a violent person.
1: Most of the people who study this in the psychologist studies would agree with you. And again, I don't mean to speak for them, <laughs> but I think that the, what they are worried about is those people who are susceptible to these, uh, these aggressions. So 99% of the game players may not be affected by uh, this at all. And so for them it is a, is a huge leap to say that playing these violent video games is going to make you want to go and take an AK-47 and shoot up everybody what they're worried about is the people who might be more susceptible to this.
0: You have recently released a new study which takes a statistical approach to determining if there's a link between playing video games and violence. Can you outline your methodology?
1: What we have done is we've tried to take things out of the laboratory and that we're trying to to link sales of video games with actual crimes committed. In the US we have uh, weekly sales for the top 50 selling video games. And we looked each one of them up at the U.S. Rating Board, which is called the ESRB, and determined which of these games are are violent. Um, We also have the data on the criminal offenses each week, and we can identify which criminal offenses are violent or not. There's a standard way of doing that. Essentially, we're looking at correlations between these measures, but of course, it's a little bit more complicated than that. We would like to get evidence of a causal effect, but we really can't do that with our methodology. But what we try to do with the various empirical tests, we can try to rule out uh, sources of some sort of spurious correlation. For example, we try to account for the seasonality in both crime and video game sales and time trends and these things. And we try to examine the crimes by younger game-playing offenders
0: versus old geezers like me. You have found a possible inverse correlation between playing of virtually any game and the amount of crime Presumably, you are proposing an alternative model, which explains these results you found. The, the first thing
1: that we did was we, we find that both violent and nonviolent crimes fall with even nonviolent game sales. And we, we think this is pretty strong evidence that the gaming takes time away from other activities, including those that might lead to crime. Uh, but we also uh, see that the crimes, both violent and nonviolent, uh, fall with violent video game sales. But they fall by a little bit less. And we think that that difference might be what the psychologists are finding out in the laboratory that there is this tendency towards a a behavioral change in individuals. And these are are small effects. Uh, They're actually quite quite small, but they're statistically
0: significant. And what about the traditional idea that violent games provide some form of catharsis that somebody might go and shoot a few hundred people in Grand Theft Auto rather than shooting a single person? On the streets of New York. You know, it
1: sounds plausible to me that there would be this catharsis. Now, we can't actually identify that. We're trying to find a a clever way of devising a test to identify cathartic effect. And we would love to be able to explore that. But we're trying to be a little conservative here that that might be going on, uh, you know, might be included in what we're calling uh, this time use effect. But we're being a little cautious. And one of the reasons we're being cautious is because my reading of the psychological literature is that it's been proposed there but there is not a whole lot of evidence for it in, in other venues, and, you know, for example playing sports. is—you know My mother wanted me to get, play sports so that I'd get nice and tired and I didn't get into trouble. Uh, evidently the psychologists have looked at this as well and they don't necessarily find much of a cathartic effect.
0: Your study is certainly a welcome relief to people such as myself who love to play video games and the thousands of people in our countries who earn a living by making video games well, the uh, gaming community seems to have latched
1: onto this. Uh, I, I've been kind of startled by uh, uh, how much attention it's been receiving, but one of the specific things that people have claimed about it is that it, it runs counter the psychological studies, and I don't really think it does. I, I think we confirm some of the psychological findings, but we extend them to a real-world setting, and the, uh, the laboratory findings are important, but you need to actually look at real-world data in order to examine actual behaviours. I hope that this is not a polemic. I hope this just furthers the discussion instead of just saying that I'm pro and somebody else is anti.
0: Playing games, however violent, might actually be beneficial to society by providing less harmful alternatives to illegal pastimes. Playing Grand Theft Auto is clearly preferable to actual Grand Theft Auto. It's also possible that games of any kind can displace important good activities. I can blame Super Mario Kart, Starcraft, Ultima and the Zelda series for my own personal lack of academic performance. This is Salem Fadley for The Pod Delusion.